Hello and welcome to Wine Splending DTSP. We are coming to you live from beautiful downtown St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm Heidi, one third of Wine Splending, along with Tara. And I'm Courtney. And the three of us were all students of wine, studying in our own ways, some for a long period of time, some for a short period of time. And when we found each other, we realized it goes a lot better when we combine forces. <laughs> So come and join Wine Splaining DTSP as we taste the world and St. Petersburg and learn all about wine. Thanks for listening as we went through all eight of these delicious Australia and New Zealand wines. We're finally wrapping up that blind tasting uh, with red wines number three and four. Enjoy. Okay, wine number three of four for the reds from Australia and New Zealand. On the site, what color do we have here? It's like a ruby purple. Um, oh, I'm, I'm not getting any purple on I this. Get, I get a kind of a pink salmon rim on this. Maybe even just a touch of brown I notes. Like, I would almost yeah. say garnet. I would say yeah, like ruby, right. brick red, something in that category. You can definitely read through it. So would you say medium concentration? Yeah. Not quite pale, but I will say actually paler, paler. than the, the, the Pinot Noir we yeah. just had. So one thing I'm noticing just off the bat is I, I feel like I'm getting some aromatics, not even trying, like just from having poured the wine for oh, yeah. everyone. I, ha I haven't actually picked I up on that yet. No. But, but you did pour it, so yeah. that's yeah. different. I mean, just ever so slightly. Okay, so let's go to... A little bit of concentration in the tears, but you got to look for it. Yeah, I, I, I'm seeing them. They're moving pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah no, the tears are there, but... Uh, yeah, very, like very color. little staining. Yeah. Yeah, quick... Quick tears. So maybe less viscosity, mm -hmm. lighter body, lighter alcohol. Okay. Um, on the nose... Ooh. Mm. A lot more perfume than yes. I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Definitely more floral. I think this might be the most floral of, yeah, the, yeah. of the reds we've had so I'm far. I'm getting cocoa again. Cocoa? Mm -hmm. Definitely like yeah. okay. some black fruit again, I think. I'm getting some cherry though, so yeah. maybe it's like black cherry. Black cherry, you know, maybe, juicy. I think still plum, but not as strong as the plum right. was in the Shiraz. And no. I think maybe some raspberry. Maybe black raspberry. <clears throat> <laughs> it, that, is that a thing or is that like... It's a thing. Yeah, okay. that's a, but that's a real fruit. It's not like the... We're not... We're not, not right. blue it's raspberry. So last... A red blueberry. <laughs> it was legitimate, but last week Tara brought up blue raspberry as a note on a wine. Yeah. But it was also to illustrate like... A slurpee. The, the slightly <laughs> artificial candy note yeah. we were getting. Which we meant to look up, like, what it, what is that chemical that they're using? We never did that. <sighs> it was a shame on us. <laughs> but All I'm the work getting, that we do. <laughs> I'm, not getting, I'm not getting that artificial note, but it is. No, it definitely is, a true. Yeah. Like, it's black, but it's fruitier. Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting a very juicy. Mm -hmm. Fruits. There is alcohol in the bottom part of the nose, but not as overwhelming. As uh, I'm getting a lot of alcohol. Oh, it's there. It's there. I'm just saying, like, not as overwhelming as that um, yeah. first wine we had. No. Okay. Even though that was still in lovely balance. What about um, like herbal notes? Yeah. Um, 
like a herb de Provence mixture a little bit. Okay, you know, okay. Like yeah. the lavender, but there's also like some not fresh, like dried rosemary. Dried I totally tarana. get that. I love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rosemary and lavender for sure. Um, but it doesn't feel like as stone. dry or hot as like when you say that. I think yeah. of it's almost the like desert, but it's not potpourri. Yeah, yeah, like herb of yeah, Like dried in a house, not dried in the desert. Yeah, herbs yeah. or flowers, dried flowers, already in a little jar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it does kind of seem like it's cooler climate, maybe. Like maybe there was like a lot of mist or fog around. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I can smell that. I think I might just be making it up at this point. She's just getting creative. <laughs> this is the point where it's just like I've read too many books in my life. Okay, what about um, Earth? Anything earthy? I think I'm getting more herbs than earth. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like, I I feel like I could say something, but I almost feel like I'm putting something on the line that isn't necessary. That isn't there. necessary to say. Okay, so not really earth. What about mineral? Any rocks? Again, kind of the same. Not yeah. overwhelming yeah. on the mineral. Okay. It's more fruit and herb than anything. And any, flower. Yeah, flower. Flower. Flower, flower. flower and herbs. Um, any oak, any wood? You know, maybe like a subtle like cardamom. Yeah, I could get okay. maybe like a yeah. little cinnamon, but yeah, but real no vanilla, no. not like crushed or ground yeah. or anything. Like maybe there's like an <laughs> inkiness to it. Okay. Um, what would that it's, be? I don't know. Like I, I don't think I can say iodine, but it's like. Okay, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But what is the word for that? That's got to be like some sort of a mineral, like concentration kind yeah. of like it's it's almost it is almost like a a, a concentrate like a reduced concentrated like aroma black something something yeah dark okay well let's let's a get it on our tongue too. A yeah. Chemical, yeah that's consistent with the nose hmm. I feel like that inky, whatever you were getting at there, like that iodine came mm -hmm. out a lot more yeah. on the tongue. Yeah. Maybe because we were just talking about it. But and there's something in the aftertaste. It's actually, it's it's not bad. It's a little pleasant. It catches my attention. But it's, it's a little unique. kind of funky. It's not. But yeah, it's not a fruit flavor. No, it's not a fruit flavor. I'm getting some like blood, honestly. That might be. You know what? I think that might be it too. Like iron or. Sanguine, I think, is the fancy word for that. It's like a gaminess. Mm -hmm. It's like the not not the taste of it, like when you're actually eating, like gaming your mouth, but like the aftertaste of game, mm -hmm. which I guess would the be iron. A, a sanguine yeah. as well. That's yeah, a little gamey. Yeah, but not in a bad way. I kind of like it. The fruit, again, not so much. Yeah. So to me, this is like, well, so it's gonna say old world, but there's something about it that's not saying old world like it's um juicier I, th I, think. I think it would be earthier if it was an old world right but there's there like there's definitely how is it juicy but is. not fruity is that the acid like the acid yeah is just maybe it's mouth watering yeah yeah 
Yeah, that's a good call. So, so okay, so medium plus acid, yes. most likely. I'd say medium body. Yeah, there's something about it that's yeah. kind of light and fresh, but then you get these really heavy tastes that give it yeah. a little bit more. I think medium minus on the tannin. Yeah, yeah I'm getting sure. very like little. The tannin's there, but it's just a touch on the front of my tongue and the sides of my tongue. Like the very edges of the sides of my tongue. I'd probably go medium tannin, but okay. nothing more than that. Yeah. Alcohol? I'm getting some heat. Definitely some heat mm -hmm. back. Um, At least 13. 13. Ah, uh, 35. I didn't even see 14, maybe. I could, yeah. I would guess maybe if that uh, acidity is balancing it out, it could be yeah. much higher yeah. than it feels. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, any, where's the wood? What, what are we getting on the... You know, all I got, I feel, was like maybe that cardamom on the nose. I Maybe wood tannin. That's what I was just about to getting? say, is it tastes like wood tannin. But yeah, it's like, I, I don't think it's new. Mm -mm. I think it's pretty neutral. No. Probably like even like a, you know, large vessel wood. Okay. Like fooder, perhaps. All right, so let's make some initial conclusions. So we know it's Australia or New Zealand. Any thoughts between so the the I New Zealand know. is Pinot. Yeah. Um, Australia would be the Shiraz Correct. blends yeah. that we're tasting today. Um, I mean cherry always leads me to think Pinot. Pinot. Mm -hmm. um, but there's something about this with like that that is not Pinot-esque at no. all. I think well, it's that juice, like that super juicy. I think the tannins don't match Pinot. And in all honesty, there was cherry, but to me there was more other fruits. There was more of the raspberry, there was more of the plum. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the gaminess. The gaminess, for you sure. You can't ignore that. Yeah. I mean, And the herbs. I think Pinot might be earthy, but I don't think I'm going to get any like, iron or anything yeah. in that. Pinot. Yeah. Okay, so we'll think that this is a Shiraz. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I just heard today was, this is me cheating a little bit, <laughs> but um, when when you get this blend of fruits that varies so much, so we said black raspberry, we said cherry, we said plain raspberry, like there's different colored fruits in there that mm -hmm. that can sometimes mean that it's a, like a blend of multiple okay grapes or that you're doing whole cluster. So I thought that was a really interesting thing to consider is because when you have whole clusters, you've got some unripe grapes, you've got some more ripe grapes, and so mm -hmm. they're going to lend very different fruits and you're going to get some stuff that doesn't really feel consistent. Mm -hmm. So just cheating a little bit and knowing no, you're what we've got here. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I know that we had talked about maybe doing a, a Shiraz Viognier blend, which could make well, some sense to me. Given that, um, you know, I, I I had Eden Valley, and Eden Valley is known for Shiraz Vignette blends. You know, they definitely do that Cote Roti style, um, that Northern Rhone style, which is, which is interesting. Like, you know, the production in the Northern Rhone where you would find that is so small that unless you search it out, I don't think many people mm -hmm. really have co-fermented Shiraz Vignette. I know Washington does some, but it's kind of cool to find. I mean, it's, it's not something you're, you're generally going to stumble upon. You're, you're going to have to seek it out. And it's, it's, 
It makes it unique to taste. Mm -hmm. So what could give us that indication that that's what this is, rather than just like a regular Syrah? I think... I mean, this is so much more floral than the last year. I we think tasted. the concentration. I think the fact that it does kind of skew old world, like not old world Pinot, but that gaminess, that mm -hmm. iron. I think the the fact that it was a little bit um, more clear and mm -hmm. um, paler mm -hmm. yeah. than other Shirazas you would find. And remember back a few hours ago when we were tasting the Viognier yeah. and how we kept saying like, gosh, there's so many secondary notes. Like it's just not, we, we are having a hard time pulling out the fruit on this. And I I'm could kind see of feeling like that same the cheesiness of Viognier, uh, which generally comes from leaves, and, but, and red leaves are so different from white leaves. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, well, I mean... Anyway, you guys know that, yeah. right? <laughs> Red wine leaves, white wine leaves, not that the leaves themselves are a different color. Um, I, I could almost see how that would interact with the Syrah to like produce a gaminess, kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just just like thinking of indications for like how would we pick this out of a lineup. Is, I'm getting so much more secondary, but not a ton of oak. So there's something else going on. See, now I'm starting to think there may be some oak on this. I think there's some oak. I think it's large vessel. I think, like, yeah. if it is a yeah, cold ferment, sure. that maybe they fermented in oak, like a large fooder. Yes, Open. definitely not. Food. Yeah. And um, if they did any barrel aging, you know, again, larger vessel or neutral. Mm -hmm. You think wild yeast? You know, I wouldn't be shocked with the gaminess. Um, but it's not funky. It's not stinky. Yeah. You know, and it's really the gaminess is just a flavor. It's not an aroma. And normally with wild yeast, you do get some sort of like, mm -hmm. like oh, that's different. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I'm not feeling it gets super complex. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I think this is probably. No, I wouldn't pay twenty dollars for this. Maybe sixteen and under again. See, I'm thinking it is complex. Just to play devil's advocate. Okay, tell us. Because there's a lot going on in here. I mean, you've got fruit. You've got uh, dried flowers. You've got you know all kinds of different kinds of fruit. You've, you've got. Uh, it definitely helps the Syrah express acid. differently. <laughs> So I got all that on the nose, but what I'm like when I just looked at my notes, I have like two or three. I have three lines of aromas, and I have one line for all of my tasting. And it, like you said, it could just be because we're on wine number six. Yeah, that's it, true. it could just but, be palate fatigue. It really could be. Um, I got like ink and blood, and then our structure stuff. Like I'm, I'm not. Mm -hmm. Although to be honest, you know. After 13 years of drinking wine pretty heavily, I find these days that I'm more intrigued by wines that smell unique mm -hmm. than necessarily taste yeah, unique. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's got to have good structure, which I think this has. So, like, I'm not terribly disappointed if um, if maybe the palate is a little bit quieter, as long as the nose is really good. And it did have a pretty significant 
flavor note, the flavor profile that you don't come across. So here's the question. Does uniqueness equal complexity? Or is it just unique? I always think of complexity as just like it makes you think. It like for me, you can go to a bar and be drinking a wine and be in the middle of a conversation and like if your attention is completely on your friends in the bar, you can't be yeah. drinking that complex of a wine. Yeah. And then every once in a while you get a wine where you're like, Whoa. Hold on, hold on, give me a second. Time out. Like I just need a second to be with this and, and yeah. think about it or just well, and I think this wine, at least, yeah. you know, if this, this would do that for me. This yeah, would, yeah, if that's the bar, I mean, I think the it needs that. The last one would not. I would just probably order something else. To be honest with you, like, I wouldn't even want Have to Have one glass and move on. Yeah, yeah. This, I would think about. I would. Yeah, I mean, yes. I think it would be interesting to count how many seconds of our, <laughs> our recorded tasting notes are us silent. Because we're like, hmm. What's that? Hmm. So, that would be an interesting analytic. Yeah. <laughs> like, we are going to base the, the complexity of this wine based on how long we didn't talk. <laughs> yeah. But you would also then have to control for, like, was this an initial wine or an ending wine? <laughs> They're drunk now. <laughs> um, no, we're professionals. We don't do that. <laughs> okay, so we think this is Syrah Viognier, which is, I mean... And we, I think 13, 5, 14 for alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, age. Uh... I'm going to say 17. Yeah. So Vinya keeps getting me. I think it's younger than I think it is. Okay. Because, I mean, I, I get some developing notes from this. But it's definitely developing. Maybe, you know. I think you could put this Only on the upper of, like, years. one to three years. Yeah, like, three to 16, I believe. But maybe not any older I think you that. could probably age this for seven years oh, for and sure. have it be a good wine. So I, I think it's developing because it has that p- potential. All right. So we're ready. Great reveal. All right. So, guys, it's a uh, Shiraz Vignet, shocker, <laughs> from Eden Valley. Uh, the uh, winemaker is Victoria Park. This is a second re- uh, label of Yolumba. Oh. Okay. So I did actually find another Shiraz Vignet. And it was Yolumbo. It was the only other one I found. I did find this wine at Total Wine. Mm-hmm. Um, this was actually the slightly higher priced one at $2. Okay. And then the other reason I picked this wine is because this is a 2014. Whoa. So it's five years old. Whoa. The Yolumbo was a 2013. So I looked at the vintage chart. Apparently, 13 was a very warm year for South Australia. Even though the wines were really excellent, it was very warm. Whereas 2014... Had a little bit of struggles, so it was a little bit rainier, but was still making good wine. I decided to go because Eden Valley was about the cool climate. I didn't want to throw off the flavor profile by going with something too yeah. warm. So that's why I picked the 2014. Because mm-hmm. I was like... I don't know that I would have said, gosh, this no is way. cool climate. Yeah. This, I mean, it, like the heat and the... Like the, is the it that con- is it that context saying it's cold for Australia? Yeah, is that what it is? Like, but it's not technically cold climate. I right. mean, everything I read was like it's cooler here, it's continental here, we're farther inland. Like it, it they, it's Eden Valley is definitely presented as like the cool one of the coolest mm-hmm. of South Australia. Yeah. So, but maybe you know I'm thinking. It, it, it's going to present cooler than, than it truly is. It's just cool for Australia. Yeah. Uh, so this is 13.5. I'm looking up the 
um, the percentages because I want to mm -hmm. know what the co-firm is. I know for the Ulumba when they did the 2013, different label, but you know, same uh, winery. Mm -hmm. uh, the 2013 Shiraz Vignet was 5% Vignet. Um, I could not find before I got here today the note, but I also like had a little bit of trouble getting out of my house today, so I didn't actually spend a whole lot of time looking for it. So I do think that's so interesting, though, because so the rules in Australia are 85 percent to be able to. Yeah, call it's, it a it's a little so higher. it's a little. So they really could have just called this a Shiraz. Mm -hmm. They don't have to call it Shiraz Vignette. Um, and f at five percent, that's like the minimum that it has to be to get on the label. Another interesting rule is, is if it's a blend, even if it's above like the 85% or whatever and they choose to label it, you know, with all of the varietals, um, it's a rule in Australia that it goes in order of proportion. So if an Australian wine says GSM, Grenache, Syrah, mm -hmm. Mouvedre, mm -hmm. highest proportion Grenache, middle proportion Mouvedre, just very helpful. Or middle proportion, Syrah, lowest proportion. Why doesn't everybody do it that way? I don't know. It is, it is very sensible. <laughs> it really is. Thank Although you GSM has a nice ring to it. I know. It's so easy to just roll GSM <laughs> out of your GSM. top. I mean, I, I like that. Mm -hmm. It's I, I agree. This is better than the last one. It's more interesting. There's more going on. I kind of want to try the Yolumba. Nothing ever is going to... That Barossa was killer. Oh, yeah. No. But... but the Victoria Park, I think, was like sixteen ninety. Yeah, totally different price. Yeah, totally, price. totally I, I different. Total, I would record. totally drink this. Yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it's. You know what? Well, we should look up the taste note. What would you pair with this? How would you sell this to a guest? Because that gamey note is something that would take a few people aback. I think it could be good with food. Um, well, it, it would be good. For do you food. marry gamey with gamey and lamb. go for something? Okay. Yeah. I mean, lamb in Australia is just classic. Yeah. yeah. I think I think you're spot on. It's just something like a little bit. Do you go for like a wilder or an yeah. elk or you know mm -hmm. like true game meat? Yeah, you I probably would. Like, do you know what would be so good with this is if you did like venison with blueberry sauce. Or something. Oh, just like a like, reduction, like a gastric or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like getting getting those like you wild know berries, blueberry, rosemary gastric. Mm -hmm. Like really play up. Oh, like that those. would be delicious. Oh, that that could be something. Yeah, I think I think that it would just be very very natural. Does anyone around here even make anything like that? No, I had this amazing <laughs> fish with blueberry sauce um, up in oh, yes. Vermont once, mm -hmm. and it just like blueberry sauce as a savory sauce for a savory meal and it just blew my mind. You know what, if they were really, really fresh blueberries, I, I can imagine. Wild blueberries. Yeah, I had for that, sure, with the well, tannin. I had one in Destin, which was Wahoo, with a um, blueberry beret sauce. Mm. Oh my god. You know, Florida so is actually, I mean, we're, we're, we talk about the strawberries here, but we need just as much, if not more, blueberries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why isn't, you know, some sort of like blueberry uh, uh, note or accoutrement on a plate more common. Yeah. So the fish that I'm remembering now is a river trout. So it's like a rainbow trout. Okay. With a blueberry sauce. Mm -hmm. So you get like rainbow trout super gamey also. Like you mm -hmm. there's there's oil, there's funk, there's interest to that. I'll be honest, I'm I'm not I'm I need to do better with my fish. I'm not and especially uh, freshwater fish. I really know nothing. So this is like Colorado, North Carolina New England, mm -hmm. you can get the rainbow trout, but yeah, getting a really, really good trout with a blueberry sauce and wild rice, that's what I would have this Ooh, with. Yeah. Wild rice, I could definitely yeah. say that, you know, because wild rice even, 
in its own way has a bit of a gaming note. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. wild. I mean, it's wild. It's, yeah. it's wild. It's fair. <laughs> wild. <laughs> Can't wait till we make dinner together. And we have set the record for the longest segment of the night. <laughs> but we still have one more wine left. So how we'll fast can we go? <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to our blind tasting today. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. So we are on our fourth and final red of the night, Australia and New Zealand blind tasting. Uh, palette's fatigued, but we're going to get through this. So <laughs> as far as color goes, what are we seeing that's different? It's so light. I can I mean, see right through it. Easy to read through it. Mm -hmm. Like not even difficult so pale in concentration but very clear red mm -hmm. it is very clear significant rim on it with a little bit of a water yeah. edge yeah i would say this is red um to garnet red maybe. yeah if anything yeah. some orange yeah not quite brick i don't think it's quite that like it's not that concentrated old looking yeah, yeah i would just say like a clear garnet kind of all right, on tearing, they're there. They're not too viscous, it looks like, but no color in the tears as far as I can no. tell. Very slow. With such clarity and with no color in the tears, I mean, you got to immediately start thinking thin, yeah, thin skin, skin. thin skin, red grapes, which of which there was only a couple. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right, on the nose. That was pretty. Red fruit all day. Cherries. Cherries. But a little bit of that red strawberry. Like, yeah, strawberry. Mm -hmm. I'm bad with strawberries. Okay, so I had a childhood allergy to strawberries and I avoided them most of my adult life. I'm probably fine. It was just a childhood allergy, <laughs> but it makes it a little difficult for me to pick out strawberry wine. And I feel like it's one of the key fruits to know when yeah. it comes to red wine. But that's like stewed strawberry or. Mm -hmm. It's not fresh strawberry, yeah. No. It's like a preserve kind preserve. of. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good word. I was also going to say like a dustiness to this, like a red dust, which is weird because if this is what I think it is, which it kind of has to be, why in the world would it be dusty? All right. So intensity, are we saying moderate, powerful? I'd say moderate plus. I was going to go straight moderate. Moderate. Yeah. Like, once you get your nose in there, there's a lot to think about, yeah, but you have to get yep. way down in there. Mm -hmm. You're right. Youthful? Developing? Um, I'd say developing. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's an older youthful, younger developing, so really, like, right on the edge. But it has that potential. Yeah. I'd say three years, maybe four. All right, so fruit, we have cherry. Strawberry. What else? I said red currant. Red currant it is good. I mean, that it's strawberry like, is really dominant. Yeah. What about other fruit aromas? I feel like I feel like my nose is tired, you guys. Yeah. So normally with um, this type of wine, I'd go cranberry, but I'm not getting yeah. a ton of cranberry on this. No, I agree. But it's not like I feel like it smells tart. It smells fresher tart. Any non-fruit? 
maybe a little floral, but barely. Oh, I'm, I'm getting some flowers. Yeah, but it's not a primary note, it's a secondary note. Some rose? I think rose, yeah. yeah. I was kind of skipping around lavender and that didn't quite fit. I think pink, pink rose, pink. pink. Carnation, maybe? Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can get That's that. Because really carnation actually has a little bit of a spacing yeah. to it as well. Yeah. All right, earth, mineral. Again, like I got that dusty note to it, but I, I don't know. I, I, totally I kind of think that's an outlier. Are you I getting, get that. Do you? Okay. I really kind of felt like I was making that. Oh, so sometimes that's legit. To me it's like dry leaves. Okay, like dried flower petals maybe. Just but I feel like the flowers taste softer. But there's like something vegetal or, or earthy that's dry. I would, I would just say like like dried oak leaves, honestly. Oak leaves. I can see that. So a dried okay. plant matter rather than dried earth. And I mm -hmm. think that's right, because like mm -hmm. dust, I don't know why I said dust, because I was thinking dirt dust, but that was not it. And so that makes more sense. Yeah, it's like yard, yard debris. How about, debris. Some, how about any wood? I mean, there is a little, bit, a of little spicy, bit of spice, spice though, baking. but it's not really vanilla. Yeah. Very no no maybe no, some no, cinnamon like a little very bit of light baking spice. Again, I I would say like cardamom again, you know, just a little bit. So last time maybe you said nutmeg. nutmeg, I feel yeah. like because nutmeg is a very yeah. savory yeah um, spice. Mm -hmm. All right, on the palate. Yeah, I get I agree with nutmeg. I still have that lingering spicy barbecue jalapeno on my tongue. <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, maybe a little bit of a palate killer. But actually, this is cutting through it mm, nicely. It is, it is cutting through it. Oh, it's juicy. All right. Very so juicy. where I said a minute ago I didn't get cranberries, now I am. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I almost said it at the time with the nose, like, oh, they might be on the palate. Uh, because I think the Central Otago one that we had, the only fruit we could get was, like, that dried cranberry. Yeah. And it was only on the palate. I don't remember any fruit on the palate on that one. It was so little. Yeah. It was this dried. It, was, yeah. it, was, it wasn't fresh. It was dried, yeah. and it was only kind of like on the back end. Ooh, this is a lot of acid. This is honestly lovely. Yeah, it is lovely. I really like it. This is a, getting a lot of flowers on the palate. Like a delicate yeah. floral. Like a tea. But mm -hmm. in the... A, a more del not like, like a herbal tea. Yeah, not a black tea, like a light rose tea. Custom, yeah, rose hip tea maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My mom just made homemade rose water from the roses in her garden, and I haven't used it yet, but the color of it is exactly what this tastes like. Like it's it's almost watery. Like a color watery, is what this tastes like. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting. Like it's, I it's like that. very. <laughs> It's very, it's transparent, it's see-through, it's reddish with a little bit of brown. Leaves an impression you know rather that, than a flavor. <laughs> yeah, and you know that it's rose, so there's like something very floral about it, but like watery floral. You know what, there's a traditional cookie from the Middle East. Mm -hmm. um, I think a Lebanese friend made it for me. 
and it's made with rose water. And it's just the lightest hint of it. But I think that's like the most accurate description I've got right now. I can't remember what that cookie's called. Like it's not sweet like that cookie, but just like that, mm -hmm. that like, oh, there's just a little bit of rose water in this. Isn't it? I mean, are you guys getting that like watery mm -hmm. taste? I'm definitely, definitely getting more spice on the palate than I was on the nose. Like it's baking spices or some, some. Yeah, there's acid, but it's like a quenching acid. It's I'm like, getting yeah. cin uh, cinnamon. It's that satisfaction you get from drinking like cold water when you're really thirsty. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And you get cinnamon? I, I yeah. can see that. Yeah. I would put cinnamon in with rose tea. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. All right, tannins. They're, they're there. There, but they're so delicate yeah. that you could almost miss them. They like, they actually, it's weird, they develop after the finish. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, okay, there's a little bit of taffiness on my tongue. And it's definitely just on my tongue, that's it. Which means that this is a well-made wine, mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. think. And that acid, I actually don't think I've ever experienced like such satisfying, quenching acid before. Not, not, not yeah, with really like water <laughs> But in like the best, I don't know, yeah. I love water. Yeah, like good mineral water. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe there are minerals right. in this. I know it's like a total thing. Alkaline water. It's like heavy water or whatever. It, it, people say it tastes better. I don't know if I buy into that. But if it was something like this, I might buy into water. that. Yeah. <laughs> How about alcohol? Not really getting any burn. I would say twelve. Twelve. Yeah, I go with that. It's there, but it's pretty it's not killer. Yeah. How about body? So light. Light. I would say pretty light. Yeah. Well, what medium minus? Medium minus. Not, there, yeah. There's some texture there, but it's like water. I, I, instead of me, my I'd almost go like light plus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is that yeah, sense? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so complexity. I, I think it's this, very complex. This is the longest amount of notes I've had for our tasting, and mm -hmm. this is our last wine. So we've talked a lot about the nose. We talked a lot. I mean, the acid is such a revelation mm -hmm. on this. Uh, I, I, this is a delightful wine. It I, is. All right, so not to jump ahead on you, Heidi, yeah. to initial conclusion, but clearly this is Pinot Noir. This is Pinot Noir. We know this. But I am not someone generally enjoys Pinot. I'm super picky about them. This is delightful. It is delightful. This really pushes the boundaries between old and new world to me. Yeah. Like, if you told me this was, I mean, there's not really any funk or earthiness. No. towards Germany or Oregon. I agree. Probably oh, more Germany. Germany because yeah. Germ I love German Pinot Noirs because I think you get so much more flour and you get that very, like, just quenching. You know, I saw a German Pinot Noir the other day on Fourth and Vine shelves, and I almost oh, picked it up. Oh, buy it. If you ever see German Pinot Noir, just buy it. It's going to be right. amazing. Maybe I'll bring that next week for our it's review session. So <laughs> but yeah, I mean, okay. I, I dig it. Yeah. This so, is really excellent. Pinot Noir, old world? New world? Well, so just what we were talking about, like, either atypical old world, something like German, I, I've had a fair amount of Italian Pinot Noir recently. I don't think that this would suit that. It tends to be a little bit more full body, the Italian Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. 
um, and a little bit more heavy on the fruit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, less um, on the flowers. I think it would almost have to be, even though all the Pinot Noir I've had from Italy has come from northwest or northeast Italy, I think it would have to be even cooler than that, which Germany would, you know. Or like Austria or Switzerland or... I can't tell you the last time, if ever, yeah, I've had an Austrian or <laughs> Pinot Noir. I'm sure they exist somewhere. I know I had a German one once years ago, but it was so long ago, and I don't think I paid enough attention to it. I'm definitely willing to revisit that category. But going to New World, if we were totally ignoring the fact that this is almost assuredly New Zealand, yeah. uh, I would, de I mean, just out of process of elimination, you would have to be thinking Oregon. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely not California. No. Definitely not California. But Oregon's, I just find that they're a little bit bolder on the structure, a little bit bolder on the tannin, and they lean a little bit heavier. Again, I don't find it to be this delicate. This is a very delicate yeah, Pinot Noir. Well, a lot of them incredibly complex. A lot of them in Oregon, too, because they're trying to be burgundy, have mm -hmm. that powerhouse. That yeah. Or like the Brett and the, that farm and that funk. Yeah. This does not have. This is so elegant. I mean, yeah. From the body, Another the sexy. texture. It's very I think this sexy. Is, uh, this is unique mm -hmm. in the world, I think. I mean, if, if, if we had a, as, a, as, a, as a wine drinking population globally a better sense of New Zealand Pinot Noir, because even though it did so well, and wine specters several years ago, I don't think anybody thinks about it or considers it. And they and they should because I, I think this is wholly this is, unique. This is let's let's yeah, see what, what it is. Yeah, what is this? Because <laughs> I might revive this. <laughs> okay, so this is Martinborough, Pinot Noir, Palliser Estate, 2016, New Zealand of course. 14% alcohol. No Whoa. shit. Sorry. <laughs> that is so balanced, though. Yeah. I would have never. I got no. no heat in my throat whatsoever. This is outstanding. So this is also from Total Wine. Okay. Again, this is a $30 bottle. Okay. Oh, see, um, that's why I like it. I, I, <laughs> I find that unless it's $30 or above, I don't like Pinot Noir. <laughs> yeah, like I said, last time I skipped, I got away with the, the cheap stuff last week, so I well, splurged a little this week. Thank you, Tara. We, yes. you know, well, Heidi you and I... I could not find a Martinborough Pinot Noir. It was very hard to find. I went to several stores to find one. Okay. Um, so when I found one, I found a couple, and they were all in that $30 to $40 range. Okay. So this was the less expensive of the the several that they had at total. Mm -hmm. um, I have a feeling that this is better than the $40 one they had at total because I just can't imagine that they could be making anything better than that mm -hmm. for $40. Like this tastes more expensive than the $30 to me. Mm -hmm. uh, if this was gonna be a 20 or $25 piano, it would have been a damn steal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At 30, it's kind of a damn steal. It is. It's good. Yeah, but I will really tell good. you. So, and this is what's so interesting is I think people think that New World can give you better price points. You can get German Pinot Noir for less money than this, and it is that good. And that's not what people get from Germany, and you can't find them all the time. But if you can find them, I had a Valkenberg, which is like a big brand mm -hmm. 
Pinot Noir from Germany, mm -hmm. and it's just delicious. Do you think German Pinot Noir will be hitting the top ten of the Wine Spectator Top 100? <laughs> I hope it does. Like, I Maybe it did, and we yeah. missed it. I know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. I feel like people went light for a while, like that light-bodied Pinot Noir thing for a while, but they didn't And then they went right there. back to their, like, extracted Yeah, they didn't, they didn't get <laughs> as light as I would have liked, but. This is this is truly delightful and it's, it is elegant. It's mm -hmm. sexy. Mm -hmm. It's pretty. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, pretty, delicate. Yeah, it's, it's pink. Just... Wait, this is a pink. This is a really good date night wine. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say. enjoy. Con yeah, I could see that. I'm gonna enjoy continuing to drink this mm -hmm. after. <laughs> good thing it's only eleven forty. We've only been doing this forever. for six hours. <laughs> This, this this is what we do for our education, for anybody who gets anything out of this. We do it for you and for ourselves. We get nothing out of it. Nothing whatsoever. Not at all this amazingly incredible, delicious Pinot Noir. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. All right. Bye. Bye.